Lotus FM News with Navita Gajraj. Four o'clock, good afternoon. A crucial meeting between government and public sector unions scheduled for today to discuss a revised wage offer has been moved to Friday. The postponement has apparently been done to allow the state's mandating committee more time to deliberate on the latest settlement offer proposed by the mediator about two weeks ago. Frank Ngumalo has the details. The government has now revised its offer upwards from 5.8% to 7%, medical aid to 28%, and housing allowance up to 1,200 rands. However, the unions had not revised their demands downwards from 10% across the board going into Monday's meeting. If there is no agreement on Friday, the mediator will have to issue a certificate of non-resolution because the period of mediation officially ended on the 30th of April. The state will then be free to unilaterally implement its final offer if it chooses to do so, while unions, on the other hand, can strike if they get demanded from their members. DA says it might launch an investigation to determine if a financial deal has been agreed upon to sack NPA head Nkolisi Nkwasana. This comes after the commission established by President Jacob Zuma in February to probe the fitness to occupy public office against NPA head Nkwasana was terminated. The commission was scheduled to sit for two weeks in Pretoria. Here's the DA's Glennis Breitenbach. We've been vocal in our support of the institution and we'll remain so. Uh, if it is correct that in Kasana has in fact done some sort of financial deal, that would be very disappointing. And the DA will make every effort to find out what the terms of this deal are. The man who motivated former Hawks boss Anwar Drummer to shut down the investigation into the 1999 arms deal has received harsh criticism from evidence leaders at the Arms Procurement Commission. General Hans Meering appeared before the Sariti Commission to testify about his decision to close the two legs of the investigation. He cites a host of reasons for his decision, which includes lack of evidence and the tracing of offshore accounts, among others. Evidence leader Simile Bala found it difficult to comprehend Mering's reasoning. Approximately 460 boxes of documents and 4.7 million pages of documents must be perused and analyzed. You know, I'm forced to say, so what, with humility? So what, General? Of course they have to. The fact that they're scattered all over the place, you know, does it create that problem, General? From what you say, they're scattered, there's no order. Would resources not assist to deal with this? In other news now, the first witness in the trial of the alleged killer of Reha Park toddler, Cuban van Veik, has taken the stand in the Palm Ridge Magistrates Court. The witness appeared via CCTV and cannot be named as he is a minor. The accused, Nathaniel Limpoku, has been charged with the kidnapping and murder of Cuban at an informal settlement in Reha Park at Kuruleni in August last year. The child's body was found on a mine dump in the area soon after he went missing. Sachin Naidu has the details. Wearing a grey hooded jacket and a blue tracksuit pants, Mpoku sat quietly in the dock with his head mostly bowed as he listened to proceedings. Today, the first witness in the trial took to the stand. In his testimony via CCTV, the 17-year-old witness told the court that little Cuban repeatedly asked Mpoku for biscuits as he was seated alone outside a local post office. He says Mpoku gave him a biscuit the first time he asked, but when the child asked again, he wasn't happy and walked away. The witness, says Cuban, followed Mpoku as he walked away from the post office. A second witness will take the stand on Tuesday.
And wrapping up, 19 Afghan men from among 31 kidnapped by gunmen from a bus in February have been released. The group are Hazaras, who are members of a largely Shia ethnic minority. The kidnapping has increased anxiety and there are fears of becoming targets of a new sectarian phase of Afghanistan's lengthy war with Taliban insurgents and other militants. Here's the BBC's David Lyon. The passengers on the bus were seized while making their way home in the north of Afghanistan from jobs in Iran. One of the negotiators, Asadullah Kakar, told the BBC that the 19 who've been released were exchanged for 22 children of the families of insurgents from Uzbekistan who'd been held in government jails. Negotiations continue for the release of the remaining hostages who are expected to be exchanged for six Uzbek women. That's the news at four. Your top story this hour. A crucial meeting between government and public sector unions scheduled for today to discuss a revised wage offer has now moved to Friday. For Lotus FM News, I'm Navita Gajranj. Back with the headlines at 4.30.